0: Welcome to the Script Bits Podcast for Saturday, 13th November, 2021. Our bit today comes from John 15, verse 13, which says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. So, finally it's Saturday, and no more work for two whole big days. Glory be. But we can't lay on the couch too much either, because there's housework to be done, stuff that we did not get done during the work week. So, as they say, there's just no rest for the wicked. But that's okay, because we can handle anything we have to have with the amazing help of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who enables us to do all things. And it's that enablement I'm counting on right now as I try to make some sense of the quotes we got this past week from our friend Anselm, as he aspires to inspire us for a better tomorrow. Now, the first quote says, to bring anything into your life, imagine that it's already there. And we know that's one of the tenets of our Christian faith. You have to believe or imagine it before you see it. That's what the good book tells us in that famous verse on faith in Hebrews which says, "Now faith is the substance or realization of things hoped for, the evidence or conviction of things not seen." And that comes from Hebrews 11:1. Yes, friends, faith has us waiting with eager expectations for stuff that we've imagined or prayed for. The only problem here is that it ought to be in God's will or his plan for our lives. And if it is, then we know we will receive it in his timing. That's why we can wait eagerly for it. The timing scene, though, can oftentimes be a problem because waiting is not in our current playbook. We want everything now for now. And the Lord seems to wait until the very last moment. But He's never late, although we might feel so. That's the good thing about it. And that's why we need to take these two verses from Psalm 27 to heart, where Brother David adamantly declares I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait in faith on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And that comes from Psalm 27, 13 to 14. Oh, my people, if we can plant those two verses in our hearts, then we have won most of the battle. That's to believe that God will be good to us down here on earth since Christ said that he came so we could have life and have it more abundantly. And you know he can find that in John 10.10. And since you believe that, then you simply wait expectantly for the goodness of the Lord to show. It's like when you've ordered something online that you greatly desire and you know it's going to come, but you're not just sure when but you still eagerly wait for it. The same way we must eagerly wait for God's goodness because it will come eventually. <laughs> Whoa, friends, like I got carried away, yet. Yeah? But you know what? Getting carried away with the Lord's business is quite okay. And that brings us to the next quote, which is almost the same as the first. As it says, go confidently in the direction of your dreams live the life you have imagined. Yes, we do need to follow our dreams as much as possible. That is, if they coincide with God's plan for us. For if they don't, our dreams will certainly get sidetracked. And I can give personal testimony to that since I never in my wildest dreams thought about writing scriptural stuff. Writing was one of my dreams, yes, but not on the Lord's word. But he obviously had other ideas. So here I am living my dream of writing, but not what I had intended to write, because it did not fall completely in line with God's plan for my writing life. But nevertheless, I'm happy and contented and still do some of the other writing on the side, so I can't really complain. And the next quote tells us, a friend is one who overlooks your broken fence and admires the flowers in your garden. And is that ever the gospel truth? True friends are few and far between. And if you are ever blessed enough to get even one true one, then shout glory, hallelujah, and hold on to them for their life. You know, there are so many scriptures on the subject of real, good and true friends that we need to consider some of them. And most of them obviously come from the wisest man ever. That's Cousin Saul. And oh, before we go further, one other thing we need to admit and realize here is that the flip side of most of these scriptures are also true. That is, we should not only be looking for a true friend, but also be working on being a true friend ourselves. Now, listen to Cousin Saul from Proverbs. He writes, A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. And that comes from Proverbs 17, 17, and means that a true friend has unquenchable love, love that is not diminished by adversity. And hear this one, A man that hath friends must show himself friendly, and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And that's taken from Proverbs 18, 24. Now what does all of that mean? eh? The scholars tell us that a man that hath friends must show himself friendly may also be translated, a man of many friends comes to ruin. In other words, a man must not spread himself too thin among many superficial relationships. Far better is it to have genuine friends who become like family and love at all times, like he said above there in Proverbs 17, 7. And yes, friends, truer words were never spoken. Then there's this most timely warning. Make no friendship with an angry man. And with the furious man, thou shalt not go, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. And that's taken from Proverbs 22 24 to 25. Army people, that simply means do not make friends with a hot tempered man, do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn his ways and get yourself ensnared. And that's a living truth, since it traits of those we associate with, can easily be transferred to us. And this next quote proves what we just said. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. And you can find that in Proverbs 13.20. And the scholars explain that thus. They say, wisdom as well as folly can be transferred by association. And if you haven't found out that bit of wisdom already, please don't try to prove it unless it's to walk with the wise. Oh, friends, there's good reason why Cousin Saul is described as the wisest man ever, although he didn't live it out in his own life. But that's the same with all of us. We give good advice, but never take the same advice for ourselves. Now, Hear this magnificent word on friendship where Cousin Saul says, Iron sharpened iron, so a man sharpened the countenance of his friend. And that's taken from Proverbs 27, 17. And the scholars explain that as the proper tool shapes and sharpens iron for its desired use, so a man sharpens his friend morally and intellectually by their personal relationship, and that's the proof of a real good friendship. Now, listen to this last one from Cousin Saul, written as the preacher in Ecclesiastes, where he says, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, or lift up his companion. But woe to him that is alone, when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. And that's taken from Ecclesiastes 4, verses 9 to 10. That's more some truth, friends. For if you don't have anyone beside you and you fall, then crap or smoke your pipe. No wonder the Lord, after he made Adam, said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. That's a helper comparable to him. And you can find that in Genesis 2, 18. And that's how Eve came about. But the greatest word ever on true friendship obviously comes from the greatest one who ever lived. That's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hear him declare to the disciples and consequently to us. Greater love hath no man than this. That a man laid down his life for his friends. Then he called them friends and laid down his life for them. And for all those who would believe in him. And that's what true friendship is all about, my fellow saints. And the last quote simply says, try to be a rainbow in someone's cloud. And we do that by befriending someone in some form or fashion. Lifting them up being a light in their darkness, the way the Lord put a rainbow in the sky to assure Noah that he would not destroy the world by water again. And you can find that in Genesis 9, 8 to 17. And also the way that Jesus died to bring light to our darkened souls. Much love. And the thought for today says, rather the poor script says, Friendship, that's God's eternal design between man and man, and between man and God. And that's the living truth. That's how the Lord designed things, that men should be friends, and men should be friends with God. So please, let's start living like friends with each other, and start looking to God the way he wants us to look to him, as friends also, as sons, as children. Everything depends on love and togetherness, people. So let's go out as always and live for Jesus. Show others what he is all about from the way we live our lives. And we pray that in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed Saturday, my people. Much love.